praise God, praise God, praise God. Good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to World Life Ministries. Welcome to you guys. Welcome to Facebook. Okay, let me get my, okay. It's so funny because I sound so loud to myself and the people. It's like, your voice is so soft, it's so soft. But it's like in my head, I'm yelling. But apparently I'm not yelling out of my head. So here we go. Good morning again. Glory be to God. So as we're going to continue, this is this. We're going to we're continuing on the fullness. What was last week's topic? Fullness. His fullness of His fullness. We're continuing. This is part two of of His fullness. Glory be to God. Because we're um, we're talking about the fullness of God. We're talking about we have His fullness in us, and we need to experience his fullness in us. How many of you have a question? How many of you after last week, after hearing the word and receiving the word? Because you know you can hear the word but not receive the word. That's why I'm saying how many of you heard and received the word, and then you had a chance to experience it, because what happens is when we get something, when it's like, wow, we're going to experience that thing to see if, when I say we're going to experience it, something's going to come at us to see if we really believe what we say we believe. If we're really walking in what we say we're walking in, if we truly trust God, we're going to be tested to see if we really, really trust God. So glory be to God. So we're going to continue in of his fullness. Um... We're going to get right into, let's get right into the scriptures. I do, I really hope that, and if not, if you haven't listened to last week's message, please listen to last week's message, because it gives us a lot of scriptures on how we are complete in him. Our fullness is in Jesus. We're going to read, we're going to start at Psalms 37, verses Three through eight. We're going to start there this morning. And then we're going to see where the Holy Spirit leads from there. But in his fullness, I'm, the first sentence is, trust in the Lord. In order to experience his fullness, the fullness of the Lord in our life, we need to trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord beyond ourselves. And one of the things we talked about last week was getting out of our way. Getting out of our own way so that the Lord can work in our lives, can be who he wants to be in our life. So, in order for that to happen, we need to trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Trust in the Lord and do good. It kind of goes together because if you're trusting in the Lord, you're going to do good. It kind of falls with that because your mind is on him. So you trust in the Lord and do good, right? Thou shalt dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. And the next verse reads, Delight thyself also in the Lord. So we're going to trust in the Lord. We're going to delight ourselves in the Lord. This is good. And he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. If we can trust in the Lord and delight in the Lord, this is serious. 
then he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. And you know what's so awesome about that? It's the desires of our heart. We aren't seeking earthly desires, but we're seeking his desires for us because we trust in him. So since we trust in him, we trust in what he desires for us. Glory be to God. And he gives us the desires of our heart. <coughs> Thank you, Lord. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Look, this is getting serious, guys. This is getting serious. Trust in the Lord. And the other one I just said was, delight in the Lord. And then this one says, commit thy way unto the Lord. Somehow, all of this is, is based on our relationship or our love or commitment to the Lord. And so it says, commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him. Again, he said, trust. Trust also in him. And he shall bring it to pass. Glory to God. Those desires are going to be brought to pass. Let's continue. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. We, we, so often we, you know, it's, it's difficult to teach a message about Jesus without mentioning righteousness. Because we have been made righteous. Glory to God. We have been made righteous. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness. Because it's not our righteousness. It's his righteousness. So he does it. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. God, you are so good. Rest in the Lord. You know, we don't have... It's not a, there's not a lot that we have to do in this walk. Our dependency is on him and what he's already done. Amen. It's what he has already done. That is, makes it so, that's what makes this walk easy is because we trust in him. We rely on him. We commit on him. We delight ourselves in him. And as we rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him, Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Don't be concerned about that person who he may be prospering and looking. I mean, he's just had stuff. Don't, don't fret. Don't be concerned about that. Because what our Lord is going to bring to pass is for our good. Right. It's for our good. And so we need to be patient. And faith, because we have faith, we trust God. So that patience that we have is patience on his word, his word to come to pass in our life. His word, the manifestation of his word, of his promises in our life. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus, as we rest in you, Lord. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil because, because we've positioned ourselves to trust God. So when things come, and things will come, because we're in a cursed world, things are going to come. But as we were saying earlier, we're in this world, we're not of this world, so when things come, we know how to rest. We know how to trust. We know that we've committed ourselves to God. So we know 
that the end is going to be for our benefit because we don't we cease from anger and we forsake wrath and our trust is in God. So last week we gave you a number of scriptures in reference to seeing how our, we are full in him. We are, we are full. We are complete in him. We saw a number of scriptures in there. But then, you know, we were thinking, why aren't we experiencing that? Why aren't we experiencing this fullness that we have? And we have it. But why aren't we living from that place? We, ha we know that we have the kingdom of God inside of us. We recognize that we have the king. Jesus said, the kingdom is in you. Says, the scripture says, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, that's in you. So this is in us, and we've asked Christ to come and live in our hearts. So Christ is in us. So we have all of this in us. Why are we feeling unfulfilled? Why are there still areas in our lives that are unfulfilled? So I'm going to touch on a couple of those um, today. I may hit where you live, I may not. So wherever, whatever fulfillment you may be experiencing in your life, just search the scriptures, ask the, the Lord to give you the scripture for that. So we're going to hit on a, just a couple of them today. And one, the first one, I think we went to this one last week as well. The first question I would ask myself is what's important to me? Ask yourself, what's important to you? And if I was to do a, a poll and just randomly ask people, what's important to you? I don't know if they're believers or non-believers. I don't know. Now, of course, if they're non-believers, they probably won't say Jesus if they're not believers. But I wonder if asking believers what's important to them, if their answer would be Jesus. What's most important to you? What's your priority? I wonder if even as believers, if they're if they're if the first thought that comes to their mind is Jesus, or is it something else? Or someone else, you know, or whatever. But the scripture, go to Matthew 6.33, please. Matthew 6.33. Yes, we're very familiar with this scripture. And, and that reads, glory be to God. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. This should be first for believers. For believers, this should be first. And I and I honestly, I, I, of course I don't know, but so many times you can you, we can talk to believers. Be in conversation for hours with believers and not talk about God. Not talk about the Lord. How does that work? How does that work with believers? But yes, it can happen. You can be in, unless, of course, you guys know y'all better be talking about the Lord Jesus. But I'm saying, 
But think about the conversations that you have with people that you know they're believers. And you can talk about everything else. You can go here to the moon and back and not talk about the Lord. But, so what's important to you? Is Jesus, is the kingdom of God first in your life? Because if it's not, then that can be affecting your fulfillment in your life and your relationship with him. If he's not first, he should be first. Glory be to God. And another, let's go to Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3. Another area, and you know, you do your own inventory of yourself, of your life. Another area could be lack of focus. Lack of focus. And this reads, God will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. There's that word again, trust. Trust. It's important that we as believers trust God. That means we trust the word of God. We truly, truly trust the word of God. When you read a word, take it as your own. Own it. Take ownership of it. Because it's coming from God. And he knows. He created us so he knows us. So he knows what's best for us. He knows what benefits us. So we need to trust his word. Glory be to God. And it's, it's so, it's, it, I find it very ironic when we sometimes find it difficult to trust God, but yet we want people to trust us. I mean, how does that even work? <laughs> how does that even, I mean, who does that make sense to? We want, I mean, we, we will get offended. Oh, you don't trust me? No. I mean, and the scripture says to trust no man. Because the scripture, because God knows. He knows that man will fail you. But we know that he will never fail us. He will never, we can trust him. So why would we put our trust in a man? So our, 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 our focus our focus, and it could be many things. It could be a job. I mean, it could be many things. As I said, put inventory in your whole life. But our focus should be God. He should be our focus. He should, we should keep our mind on him. And keeping our mind on him, I mean, throughout the day, I mean, he, he, is, he is so good. He, will t he is so good and so concerned about us. He will he'll warn us of he will warn us of things to come. He will he will direct us. He'll speak to us concerning other people. He'll he'll show us things. He he's he's a good father. So he warns his children. As we as parents, being a good parent, we've seen some things. So when it comes to our children and it comes to them growing up. And we, you know, we tell them some things. We, you know, we, things that we've learned, the wisdom that we've learned, we share with them. They can or cannot accept it, but as a good parent, you at least share it with your children. He's a good father. So yes, he will, it's up to us if we take heed or not. 
But he wants us to focus and he wants us to, to trust and he wants us to have, he wants to be our priority. Let's go to First Corinthians, if you would. First Corinthians um, 16 and verse 14. Glory be to God. First Corinthians 16 and verse 14. Let all your things be done with charity, which is love. This is in this is I'm using this scripture in in terms of things that as again things that may hinder us in our fulfillment that we have in Christ Jesus and experiencing our fulfillment. I'm using this in terms of relationships. Let all your things be done in charity, which is love. We should not. We do not do things with motives. God's only motive is love. His only motive is love. Everything that he did for us, he did it because he loved. He loves us. He loves us. So whatever we do, we should do, not to get recognized from men, not to get, I'm going to do this for you because the time is going to come when you can pay me back. You know, not for that. Um, just to be praised by men. We should do things. Let all your things be done with love. That's right. If we could do that, because the, also one of the great things about that, when we do things with love, we do it, and we forget about it. We just forget about it. And people will come back to you and they'll say, and they're like, I remember when you did such and such, and you, and you don't remember. And, but it meant, you know what, you don't want to tell them you don't remember because it meant so much to them. So you don't want, you don't want to say, oh, I don't remember doing that. No, but you just, oh, you know, just, well, praise God, you know. But you want to do it in love. And people remember, I think somebody, I know somebody said this because I read it someplace, and it said that people may not remember what you say, but they'll remember what you do. And so, do things in love. In love. For your neighbor, for a stranger, for family members. Don't do things, to, don't do it to get rewarded. It's, it's not about that. It's not about getting a reward. It's not about being recognized. It's about demonstrating the love of God. It's about demonstrating the love of God. And it's in that relationship, which is a true relationship. His love is true. His love towards us is true. And remember when he said in the scriptures, he said that, he said all men, he said men will know that we're his disciples because we show love one towards another. That's how they're going to know, because of the love that's shown. The love. Love is a powerful force. A powerful force. Love will break down walls. Glory be to God. When you can, when things come and you can love, instead of fighting through that thing, but you can love through that thing, love is a powerful force. Glory be to God. Because it was love that we are in a position to come back, that we've come back, and we're in the family of God. That was an act of love, an act of love. Glory be to God. So that was, um, let's go to 
Okay, first we're at First Corinthians. Go to verses, go to chapter six, verse twenty. And some of us, we we're not experiencing the fullness of God because it's like we don't we say, What's my purpose? I mean, what's my purpose for being here? And I'm talking about believers. And they're still like, what's my purpose for being here? And you've heard pastors say it so many times. Our purpose, we're here to glorify God. 1 Corinthians 6.20 reads, For ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Isn't it awesome? But we recognize this. When this becomes our reality, our body and our spirit, which are God's. We don't belong to ourselves. We're his. He bought us with his blood. We belong to him. And that's why it's, if, if some find it so hard because it's like you're fighting against the pricks because you're wanting to do your thing, but inside of you, your spirit, you know, because you've been born again, your spirit only wants to do what God wants to do. <coughs> your spirit has been reconnected. You're born again, so your spirit has been reconnected, and it's like, it's like, ah, oh, it's like a sigh of relief. And so your spirit wants to glorify God. He wants to glorify God. And your body and your spirit wants to give glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So then, let's look at, um, no, before we go there, another thing, oh, I didn't write down the, the, the scripture, for, I think I know it's in Timothy, that um, God has to give us a spirit of fear. Fear, fear is a, a weapon that's used to keep us not experiencing our fullness in Christ. Because fear will hinder us. Because we want to do that which we are comfortable with. We don't want to change. We want to um, satisfy people. We, you know, not, it's not that we want to be people pleasers, but we, become, we can become people pleasers. We can, be, we can fight against change. We can be so fearful of that. And that works against us in experiencing who we are, the fulfillment that we have in Christ. It works against us. What people say and what people do affects us. And the one person above all that should affect our life is the Lord Jesus. To please him. To, deep, to find your... Um, Pleasure, I, I had the scripture last week, but doing what's pleasing in his sight. Living a life that's pleasing in his sight. Not, it's not about people, and there's so many things that come that will deter us, or that will get us off course, or you know, that we won't be focused. And, and sometimes these things we allow in our life, be it knowingly or not knowing, but that's why it's so important. It's so important, and we stress the word, and we stress the word, because it's the word that makes our life clear. The word makes our life clear, because that's where we find our life. That's where we see who we are. 
how we are to live, who our God is, our purpose. We find it all in the Word. That's why we stress the Word of God so very much. It's because that's where we find the peace and the love and the joy. It's in His Word. Glory be to God. It's in His Word. So then, let's go to um, Proverbs 13 and verse 10. Glory be to God. Now this, and we know this is a lesson, lessons, I should say, all by himself. Pastor and I were talking, and we were saying that probably every year, because people forget, we were saying that every year we're going to do an annual teaching on pride, because it's just comes back. Comes back. <laughs> yes, yes. So that's one of our yearly teachings are on pride. So this reads, only by pride cometh contention, but with the well-advised is wisdom. But with the well-advised, it's important that we are the well-advised. And we can be the well-advised because of the Word of God. Because we find out who we are, we find out our purpose, we, as we glorify God, we find out how that we are righteous. We find out that we are that we reign, that we're fearless, that we're in the kingdom of God. We find out that we are, you know, we're uh, we're healed, we're delivered. We find out that no good thing is held from us. We find this out in His Word, because Jesus didn't come, live, die, went to hell. Resurrected, sit at the right hand of the Father, and then we live a defeated life on this side. That we just live a defeated life. He did all of this for us, but our life, other than we're, we are saved, we are born again. But other than that, our life is parallel with the unbeliever. It shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. So glory be to God, we are the well-advised. And we are, we're not, we, we're, we're not to be prideful. If there's contention in our lives, we're not experiencing the fulfillment that's ours. As I keep saying, the inventory of your own life. Glory be to God. Let's look at John chapter 15 and verse 11. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. John 15, 11. Remember this verse. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you. That Jesus, his joy remains in us. And that your joy, my joy, now that his joy is in us, that it may be full. So if I'm experiencing the fullness of his joy, think about it, guys. If you're experiencing the fullness of his joy, what's missing? 
the fullness. I mean, you're full. You're full. Because you know, you know, even when like, when something, when you're at this place and you're just like on top of the world and somebody comes to you and they tell you that, I don't know, something happened, whatever. And it's like, you're on top of the world. And then it's like nothing they can say can knock you off that place. You are just so, this is, this is, this is his joy. This is his joy. So his joy keeps you at this place that nothing else, nothing else matters. Because when things come, you know you're going to rely on him. And you know, because you trust in him, that it's okay. You always know that it's okay. It's going to be okay. You know there's a resolve. You always know this. You're so you're just, just so aware, you're so in tune to him that you know, okay, that's that's fine. And you immediately tap into that wisdom because you're well advised and you get his wisdom and as you expected, things are just okay. Things are good. Because you always expect the good. You always expect the good. Let's look at Psalms. 28.7, glory be to God. Glory be to God. God is so good. He is so, so good. Psalms 28 and verse 7. The Lord is my shepherd. I mean, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusteth in him. There's that. We can't get away from that. We do not think. And I think you guys have heard it enough in these couple of lessons. Do not think that we are going to be in this place and experience his fullness if we don't trust him. We have to trust God. We have to trust God. And we can. And we can if we don't rely on ourselves. If, you're not, if I'm not trusting God, I'm the reason I'm not trusting God. I'm the reason. I choose not to. I choose to think that I can do a better job than he can, or I choose to think that, well, I'm not informed enough, or somehow it comes back to me in some way, form, or fashion, that I know more than him, or that I need to help him, or I just can't realize, I can't trust him. There's something wrong with that relationship, and it's not on his end. It's on my end. It's on my end. So all of this, we have to trust God. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song will I praise him. You can rejoice in the Lord. I mean, not just, this is greatly rejoice, because you trust him. Oh, we need to trust the Lord. The church needs to trust the Lord. And I'm going to tell you, a lot of things that we know to do and we don't because we don't trust God. We know. We, it's like somebody. <coughs> I heard somebody say, that if that if you if people know better, they'll do better. That's not necessarily true. People people know to do because they've seen it in the word. 
but they don't trust God. They just don't trust God. I can't, I can't say why anybody would trust God. I truly can't say why. I know that in the, I know that he's, he's, he's told us so many times to trust him. And his word tells us, his word tells us to die to ourselves. So I'm going to say that if we would, because we can, that's why if we would, if we would choose to, to die to ourselves daily so that Christ can live in us daily, that dying to ourselves. If I'm going to die to myself, I can't, I got to trust somebody. So if I'm dying to myself, then I believe that trust would go to God if I would die to myself. Because we, and it's not about doing in the sense of like doing this or even in, let's talk about, let's talk about even in giving, even in giving unto the Lord, there are people who, who have to give, but don't give. And, that, and people come for their own reasons. But the main reason people don't give is because they don't trust God. It is a hard issue. It is a hard issue that they don't trust God. Because what you got, you got. So you're going to keep what you got because if you give it, then you ain't got it no more. <laughs> so I got this, so I'm going to hold on to it. But if we trust God, he can, because he's not a God, he's a God that multiplies. Glory be to God. And we've seen him work time and time and time again. And that's what he does for those who trust him. And that's why the scripture tells us, and because God, that's one thing about it, he wants your heart. And he knows if he has your heart. We can't, we, the scripture says, we stand naked and open before him. He knows us. He knows us completely. There's nothing hidden from him. We're naked and open before him. There is nothing hidden from God. And there are those of us, I mean, we can, I can look at you and I can, what I see, and I can think you are king Christian, or queen Christian, or, you know, believer or whatever. But God knows your heart. He knows my heart. And I love that he knows my heart. And I love that I stand naked and open before him. I love that he searches my heart. I love that he speaks to my heart. I love that he's given me that he is my heart's desire. I love that. I love that I don't have to do anything to, to please or satisfy myself. I love that the desire of my heart is to be pleasing to the Lord. I love that. I love that he has, that, 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 I, that I die to myself daily, that, that he will live. That my mind stays on him. That there's nothing that I'd rather, no one that I'd rather think about other than the Lord. That I love worshiping him. I love thinking about him. I love just receiving love from him. I love when he speaks to me. I love when, he, when I just feel his presence. When I just feel him wrapping his arms around me. I love that. I love when he makes his presence known. I love when he gives me scriptures. I love it when he, when he just opens up and I just see his vastness and it's only just a minute part of who he is because whatever he shows me he's so much bigger than that but I love that I love that he's made our relationship so personal I love that he created me he knows me 
and he loves me. In spite of me, he loves me. And I love that about my Lord. And he is my Lord. He is my Lord. And that's another thing too, is that we need to make him Jehovah Adonai, our Lord, our Lord. And when someone is your Lord, your desire is to please them. Your desire is to please your Lord. I love that. The desire of my heart is to please my Lord. Not in, not in some area, but in every area of my life. That in every area of my life, is pleasing to him. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. So, those are a few things. If I didn't hit what may be hindering you, I pray that God will show it to you. If there's anything that's, that's keeping you from experiencing his fullness, his complete fullness in every area of our life, because he is concerned about every area of our life. Everything that concerns us, he's concerned. And then anything that shouldn't be in our life, he's concerned about that. He doesn't want it there either. Because the closer we get to him, the more we become like him. And we get close to him through his word. So the more we get become like him, so the, as we become like him, then he just... Like a, I compare it to people say like a, like an onion skin. He just, things just begin to fall off. Things that, no, that shouldn't be there. And they begin to fall off. And it's just, he just, he cleanses us. And he's, he's just, he's our Lord. He's our God. And he is, he loves us so very much. So very much. Glory be to God. So I do. I want you to know that you are complete in him. You are complete in him. And that the grace of God is always available. The grace of God is always, is always, it never leaves. His grace is always available. Because we were, remember, we were saved by grace through faith. Not of ourselves. Because nobody can boast about our salvation. We were saved by grace through faith. A gift of God. So grace is always available to us. Grace is always there to help us. But you know what? And the, the more we allow Christ to live, to walk this walk, to speak through us, to us, and through us, that our words would minister grace to the hearers, the more we become like him. You know, we won't even, we, we, we know that grace is there. We know that. But it's so easy. It's like we're so aware. And this, this spiritual realm is more alive to us than the natural realm. And that's where he wants us to be because he wants us to operate and live from our spirit man. Not this, the natural gets you in trouble every time. But the spiritual realm, he wants us to live from there. To live from there. That's where we reign and we rule. And we experience all these things that 
only he can do that he makes possible for us. How awesome is that? Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I'm excited about Jesus. I'm excited about all that he's done and all that we've experienced, all that we're yet to experience because there's always more. There's always more. Ooh, and it's so, so good. I'm so excited. I'm excited about what God's doing in, in our lives, what he's doing in pastoring my life, what he's doing in, you know, even our Facebook family, the things that we hear, and we love and appreciate you guys so very much. It's just an exciting time for the church, for those, those who are tuned in, those who are tuned in and are listening. You're going to find out that there's a connection there's a, this connection is being made to those of us who Jesus, truly Jesus is our focus. Who we are in him is truly our focus. We've truly died to ourselves that he lives. There's a place that he's placed us and it is so awesome. Only God could do this. Only God could do it. So I am so thrilled. I'm so thrilled. I want you guys to please go over, um, if you haven't listened to last week's, listen to last week's, listen to this, because I want every, he wants all of us, he said it, to experience his fullness, to experience his fullness, to live from this place in him, to live from this place of fullness, of being complete, filled to the overflow. Complete in him, complete in Christ Jesus. How awesome is that? And if there's anyone who's listening, this place is only found in Jesus. It's only found in him. Glory be to God. If you don't know Jesus, now is your time to accept him, to ask him to come into your heart. The scripture says, if thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, that Christ raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the mouth, confession is made unto, I forgot the scripture. For with the mouth, confession is made. I'm gonna have to turn there, huh? Yeah. Glory be to God. As many times, as many times, I'm, to, I'm going to say righteousness when we turn to the scripture. With our mouth, the Lord Jesus. And yes. And shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. But with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, that's why I messed up. But with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. With the heart, Righteousness is so important. Who we are, that we've been made righteous, is so important. We've been made righteous. With the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Glory be to God. This is your time to ask Jesus to come into your heart. To ask Jesus to live within you. Understanding that Jesus came, 
he lived, he died, he rose again for you, for me, for mankind. He wants none to perish, but he wants all to come into repentance. That's why he came. That's why he came. So that we, mankind, can be saved. But there's no other name given amongst men among heaven whereby we must be saved. No other name than the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. So ask Jesus into your heart. We need a Savior. And we have that Savior in Jesus the Christ. Glory be to God. He who takes up his abode in you and you in him. And he said, once he comes in, he'll never leave you and he'll never forsake you. He's there to stay. And he says, no man, no man can pluck you out of his hand. Glory be to God. So ask Jesus into your heart. And after you've asked him into your heart, tell somebody. Let somebody know that you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And then find a church that teaches Jesus, that stresses the word of God, a faith-filled church that teaches Jesus. Because there's no other way. Only Jesus. Only Jesus. Glory be to God. If you're in the Richmond area, we are here in Richmond, 7643 Hall Street Road. Glory be to God. And we have Bible studies on Wednesdays. A conference called Bible study that you can dial in. It is, um, it's, um, what do you call it? Live. Interactive Bible study. You can call in and listen to it. We have um, our website. You could go there. You can email us as well. We have a website where you can go and listen to previous messages there on our podcast. Um, we just want the word out. We also ask you to please share this message. Our Facebook family, those of us here, please share this message. If it blesses you, then we trust that you want others blessed also. Glory be to God. Now, our Bible studies is Wednesday nights from 7 till 8 p.m. Sometimes we may go over, but um, that's around 8-ish. And um, if you'd like to sow into this ministry, we thank you all for your prayers. That's that's first. We Pastor and I thank you for your prayers for this ministry. Um, that's our address, and there's our cash app. And um, we want to say that we love you all. We pray for you all as well. And walk in your righteousness. Walk in your righteousness. Enjoy the fullness of who Christ is in us. Glory be to God. Glory be to God.